Support for WGLT's Grow comes from FS Custom Turf by Evergreen FS. FS Custom Turf offers complete lawn and tree care services to preserve the health of yards, trees, and shrubs. Products and services detailed at evergreen-fs.com. Welcome to Crow. I'm Sarah Nardi. On today's episode, we're talking about a weed that can be dangerous or delightful depending on how you handle it. Nope, not that weed. We're talking about pokeweed, a poisonous perennial plant whose leaves show up in a dish popular in Appalachia and the American South, poke salette. Am I pronouncing that right, Patrick? I think so, but I want to talk about that. Okay. Pokeweed is Phytolacca americana, and it also has uh, several common names, American pokeweed. Plain old pokeweed. Plain old pokeweed. Dragonberries. And the plant is a herbaceous perennial that reaches up to six feet. But if we go a little further south, Mason-Dixon line, it's like eight feet tall. Wow. And it's a pretty striking plant, and it's easy to find. But there's a dish made from this large herbaceous weed. It has several names, but my favorite is the name poke salette. There's also poke salad, polk salette, that's P-O-L-K, like the old president and pulp salad. So there's some distinctions we can clarify right in there. Okay. And you know, I had never heard of this, but I mentioned it to my father and his mom was raised in rural Kentucky and he knew about it right away. Absolutely. Okay. And what did he say about the taste? He has never had it, okay. um, but he grew up knowing about it and I know that she'd had it, but I read it was, I'm assuming that you've had it. Yes. I have. I, I have. I read it somewhere between spinach and asparagus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's not interesting how it things is. just work out. So this American pokeweed is a large weed, and during the early spring growing season, it's fairly easy to identify during your foraging activities. You know, mm-hmm. and like you and I, we get home from work and we start foraging for something to eat. When you search for it, you can sometimes get a little help from your nose because as you described, the taste is a blending of things. So too is the smell. So it's a smell that we've all smelled as children, I'm sure of it. But this is a like half garlic, half onion type smell. Okay. And it can be detected when it's bruised or cut. Uh, it can also be detected after you just brush up against it with your boot. But unfortunately, a lot of times where this pokeweed is growing, you're going to find your poison ivy, your teasel, your various other thistles. They're oftentimes found growing together. So it's like this little noxious huddle yeah. of, of plants that are kind of risky. But the flowers are born on these long standing stems called racemes, and they have little white flowers arranged on this vertical raceme. Okay. That's not the most notable part, unless you're a flower lover. So, But do not eat or drink anything made with, with the berries. The berries are where the, the toxins concentrate, right? That's where it's the worst. Okay. That's where it's the worst. And the berries are beautiful. And you've probably seen them after the flowers, after these white flowers are produced and they start to uh, subside. You see these huge clusters of red berries born on vibrant purple stems. Right. I saw a picture and I realized that I've seen this a million times in my life. And they're quite beautiful. Mm-hmm. They have kind of a... a jewelry-like appearance. Yeah, they do. With all the berries. The older the plant is, the more toxic it becomes, particularly the roots, the berries, and the stems. But that's not the part that we would make a poke salette with. Right. So pioneers and natives use the berries for ink and dyes, but have to use caution in touching any concoction made with the berries the poison can be absorbed through the skin like pesticides. Mm -hmm. So that always makes me think of, okay, how did they do it? They didn't have rubber gloves back then. And 
what if you were to say stain a bandana and put that around your head and uh-huh. then you take off on your horse or on foot and you work up a sweat and open, so, open your pores and let those toxins in yeah i know yeah. i'm not sure how they did that well but, there was, was a pretty high death rate back then right yeah right you live to be like 29 <laughs> yeah. you're an old man so the leaves are the least toxic, and they are the object of eating poke salad. Uh, salad is actually a culinary term for any cooked green, like steamed spinach or boiled cabbage. Or collard greens? Or collard greens. Okay. Perfect. Raw spinach, lettuces, and other leaf plants that are collected and eaten raw are known as salads. That's, mm-hmm. So there's, there's a culinary distinction there. So I guess that makes coleslaw an offshoot of the salad family. <laughs> It's always been very troubling to categorize coleslaw. So let's make a poke salad. Okay. A a poke salad, I beg your pardon. And let's pick the leaves off, and we're going to trim these little stems off of the leaves, and then we're going to wash it with soap and water. Really? Yeah, with soap and water, just like you do your grapes. You know? What? Yeah, you take a bowl of water and put one little drop of soap in there and take the grapes up and down and up and down. And then rinse the grapes off with clean water. Well, never in my life have I done that. Are we supposed to be doing that? I think it helps because there's a lot of crud on there. And the tiny little bit of soap helps knock it off. I have ingested so much crud. Yeah, that's good for us, I think. Yeah. So the stems, remember, later on in this plant's development during the season, the stems become hazardous. So it's the stems appear to have any kind of pinkish hue to him it's a good signal it's too late okay to make a batch of poke salad that's nature's warning system right yeah yeah and then uh wear gloves when you're picking your poke always all right so wear gloves and uh, try not to touch any of the other poke parts like the stem and definitely avoid the roots so there's no need to touch the roots okay again we we're typically going to make poke salad by boiling the greens to prepare it for eating the least i've seen it boiled in various recipes is two times mm-hmm. but this is the tricky part it's not avoiding the toxins and everything it's you can only make as much poke salad as you can eat and the trick is only pick what you can eat the same day and you need to experiment if possible because the leaves reduce greatly when they're boiled, just like spinach and mm-hmm. just like Disappears. cabbage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the taste is a savory one rather than sweet, and it's often prepared with ham, bacon, or some kind of pork fat, and it's fried in a pan to finish. That sounds really good. And uh, Maybe not, with cornbread? Right? Well, I think it's probably against the law to eat poke salad without cornbread. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. A Mississippi recipe that I have tried, and uh, it calls for boiling and discarding the water four times to prepare the greens to boil out the toxins. So I have to ask, is it worth it? That is labor-intensive and, yeah. and risky. I think that there's probably a story that I'm not completely privy to that led people to eat poke salad. Well, here's what I read, is that it's what was available, and people who were poor and didn't have access to food. And this makes me think of Sean Sherman, right, who we just talked to. It kind of just grew out of a necessity. They ate it because they had to. So, you know, their risk assessment was different than ours is. Yeah, there's that. And then there's, let's let's think about Appalachian culture. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite book series ever is the Foxfire series. And it's about Appalachian life. Much like Chef Sean, they knew what you could eat. 
mm-hmm. because they didn't have the privileges that we have in the modern world. They couldn't just go to the farmer's market right. or even the grocery store. I know there are lots of other plants out there that we can eat besides the pokeweed, and we're going to talk about them this spring. But I think that that has something to do with it, too. So, yeah, there's the necessity thing. But mm-hmm. I think that drove people to eat all plants. Yeah, was, absolutely. You know, necessity. Can I tell you something else interesting I read? Absolutely. Is that back in, you know, olden times, especially in Appalachia and the American South, where it's warmer, people walked around barefoot a lot. And they would walk through animal feces. And then they would pick up parasites through that. And pokeweed is known to have, I think it's vermi- vermifugical... <laughs> worm fighting properties so they would use it you know as as a folk medicine to rid themselves of worms wow and wild lettuce which has a milky sap has also been known to do that really and i find this stuff fascinating because there's nothing new under the sun and i guess the question that we'll ask everyone to conclude our discussion of poke salad what else is growing out there that we can eat and i think that's something we can revisit here in the early months of spring i think it's a fascinating time to do it all right well if you have any questions about the gardener landscape get in touch and patrick murphy will answer send your questions to wglt.org grow i'm sarah Thanks for listening.